All right, you are now tuned in to the follow through with Clips and Drew, the true players podcast. It's episode 64, and on this episode, we're going to talk about the last minute trades that happened in the NBA. Mark Gasol is now in Toronto. Markel Fultz is now in Orlando. Anthony Davis gets booed in his hometown due to the backlash from the non-Laker trade. Is Kyrie Irving a good fit in Boston? What's going on with Kyrie? Do they want him? Are they a better team without him? Drew and I are also going to give you our all-star pick, slam dunk contest, three-point contest. We're also going to tell you who we think is going to win the game. Joel Embiid also has something to say about the refereeing in his game against Boston. The referee sucks. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, just kick the intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players podcast. We're coming at you live from rainy San Clemente, California. Yeah, man. Rain's coming down. If you happen to hear raindrops in the background, we apologize, but hey, the show must go on. Yeah. This is episode 64. We recorded last week, um, a day before trade deadline. So we have uh, some trades that we're going to be talking about here in a second. We're going to get into the Boston Celtics. We're going to talk about Joel Embiid. We're going to get into a whole bunch of shit. But first, Drew, let me know. What's up with 64? What you 64, got? 64, 64. Going back to my list, my favorite list. Um, <laughs> players that have scored exactly 64 points. Let me guess. Elgin Baylor's on that list? Elgin Baylor is on that list. Of course he is. Elgin Baylor is on that list. He's going to be permanently on He's been on, on every one of our lists. For, for the next several podcasts, he's going to be brought up. Uh, Elgin Baylor scored 64 points in 1960 for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Rick Barry, 64 points in 1974 for the Golden State Warriors. And Michael Jordan, 64 points, 1993. Those are the only three? Three. Will Chamberlain never scored exactly 64 points? He didn't. Points. Somehow he missed on 64. It, just, it didn't hit 64. But in 1964, Will Chamberlain was in the finals for the San Francisco Warriors against Bill Russell and the Celtics and lost 4-1. Ooh. Um, Russell got in that ass. Will, Will ha- I mean, he was pretty dominant throughout that whole game, but the rest of his team wasn't up to the task of beating the Boston Celtics in that series. But 
that's pretty much all I got. Well, I would love to make a Rick Barry episode. It's got to be Rick Barry. And I, have we talked on the podcast about like how Rick Barry is notoriously known as being like the biggest fucking asshole? He's just a dick. <laughs> He's been nobody ever liked pay, playing with uh with Rick Barry, but he was a fucking beast. He was a beast. He was a scoring monster, and he produced some some pretty good offspring. Yeah, uh, Brent Barry, three, one of, three sons in the NBA is not terrible. Wait, John Barry, Brent Barry, then who is the other one? John, Drew, Brent, Drew Barry, no, and Drew Barrymore. Yeah, no, John, not Drew Barrymore. Brent, and Drew Barrymore. No, I'm thinking of Bryce <laughs> Drew. That's who I'm thinking of. Oh, Bryce uh, Valparaiso. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the third? Uh, well, I think he had four sons, mm-hmm. and I think three of them made it to the league. Obviously, John and Brent had the most success. Brent was my boy. I've, I've told stories about Brent Barry. Yeah. All the time on here. That yeah. was my guy when I was John Barry kind of took the personality of his dad. Yeah, and John was, was, a, was dick. a bit of an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's kind of like the 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 Peyton or sorry, the Manning brothers. Nobody knows that there's a third Manning brother. There's Eli and Peyton, and the third one is is lost and forgotten. But he was really good in high school too. They all. I'm sure he, he was. was. I'm sure he, he actually was. got hurt. I think he was injured. Right. He was, yeah. He, yeah, you know, yeah. He had a sickness, or he was hurt. Something happened. Something crazy. But yeah. we're not a football po- podcast, Drew. So no, no. But every every. Me. I mean, do, I, do the <clears throat> uh, the Hemsworth brothers have a brother that nobody knows about? So like every every family's got you know the the black sheep of the family. I know I've told this story on the podcast, but can we can we cue the clip story time? Story time. So one of my fondest memories of Brent Berry was after he won the dunk contest. I know I've told this on the podcast, but we have new listeners every week. So I'm going to say this You're going to retell this story. It's okay. So after uh, Brent won the 1996 uh, slam dunk contest when he went free throw line. Free throw line. Uh, wearing his, his warm-up warm up. outfit. And that's where he got the nickname Bones because he was so cold in that motherfucker that he had to wear the jacket. Nobody's ever done that. Yeah. It's because um, he had like... 1% body fat. He was skinny. Yeah. He, was, he was an awkward looking dude. Yeah, he looked like a bird. Um, but he went free throw line, easy free throw line. Like better cash. than Michael, better than Michael, but farther back than Michael. He was cash. He was cash. Uh, he won the dunk contest and then at practice the following week, he had bought a brand new Benz with the, with the, the uh, earnings. Yeah, with the earnings. <clears throat> it was a little drop top, little, uh, little, I don't even know, SL500, one of those. And uh, I did school, went to practice, saw the new car and we went to uh, Jerry's Deli. And had lunch that day. He's Jerry's like, "All right, Deli. well, if you ditch school, let's just go. Let's go to lunch then." Yeah, Jerry's Deli, Marina Del Rey. It's yeah. still there. You got for all go. those people that don't know, so Southern California, Los Angeles, Jerry's Deli. It's outside of the New York delis. Jerry's Deli is kind of the staple. That's the spot in Marina Del Rey. Well, it's, it's also. I mean, there's multiple right. locations, and and all of them are fantastic. But most most of the players, Lakers and Clippers, all live in Marina or live in Playa Del Rey. So everybody knows Jerry's Deli. But anyways, that's story time with clips. So I think it's only proper drew that this is the rick barry the, the rick i'm a dick barry episode yeah. yes that's what yeah. it's gonna be for the people that want a little bit more uh background in depth uh about rick barry and, and how he was a dick um love a basketball story there's a whole section on rick barry please I haven't watch seen it. that part yet. oh it's fantastic is and it? you get the full gamut what do they say anything uh, anything that you, oh, you i mean you got all the players and 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 people that were like well rick was not really a team guy you know <laughs> he he would punch you in the fucking face if, if you weren't passing him the ball, even if he was on your team. Uh, you know, he was about winning, which I think everyone can at some point agree on. Like, you you need that competitive edge, but certainly he lacked a little bit of people skills. And Rick Barry is the last player that we've seen in the NBA that actually was phenomenal at free throws with the granny shot. The granny shot. He did the granny shot. With and, pride. With pride. Yeah. And he could still do it to this day. And he set the record. I mean, back then, he set the record for percentage in a, in a season. He was? Was he the leading? He was the leading. Th- Rick Barry, for for a long time, was the 
the leading free throw percent shooter for a season. And you wonder like why you wonder why these big dudes don't do it anymore. Because it well, looks weird. It, it looks well, funny. yeah, that's the reason. I right. mean, social media is probably the yeah. reason. You know, the more and more cameras on him. Rick Barry had like what twelve photographers taking pictures of him, and it's like, <laughs> hey. yeah, dude, I did under a granny shot, but I also scored forty-seven points. So hey, these motherfuckers would rather airball a free throw than throw a granny. Uh, yep, you can ask Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> oh my God! All right, it's the follow through with Clips and Drew, episode sixty-four, the Rick I'm a Dick Barry episode. Um, so like I stated earlier in the podcast or in the beginning of the podcast, uh, we recorded last week on Wednesday, trade deadline ended at noon on Thursday. Um, and craziness. Pe- it was, and people were still making moves and Drew's going to break down a couple, uh, actually yeah. a few, a few yeah. really good trades, big trades that weren't done when we recorded last week. So we, I mean, last week, uh, we, we touched on the Tobias Harris trade and obviously the Porzingis trade. But the ones that, that were pretty massive that we didn't get to touch on, the first one is, is Marcus All got traded to the Toronto Raptors. This is huge. Now, the Raptors had to give up Valanchunas, CJ Miles, and I think one other, one other guy. But in return, they got a 34 year old Marcus All who is perfect for their system. Um, he adds a defensive component and a passing component that Valanchunas wasn't bringing to the table and a playmaking component that they they kind of lack if if you look at their top players Toronto you know it's Kawhi Leonard Kyle Lowry Siakam is having an unbelievable Mm -hmm. season this year and then they have a really nice cast of characters that and and they're probably the deepest team in the NBA just the way that everyone's playing to their potential right now and when you add Marcus all I was I was a little curious about the trade because Serge Ibaka is having a resurgence, if you will, a resurgence, resurgence, a resurgence Ibaka. That's great, Drew. That's money. I'm writing you know, that down. I, writing you know, that I try, down. I try. He's having a resurgence in this role, and he's been the starting center for them. And they're they're playing a little bit of small ball, so they brought they're bringing Mark off the bench, which I don't know if that's sustainable necessarily yet. But it's clear that it's working because when he comes off the bench, you can still leave him and Kawhi out there and then rest, you know, Ibaka or, you know, Siakam, whoever, whoever you want to sit. You can play big, you can play small. And it's just, it's a whole nother dynamic. You know, we talked a lot about how good Philadelphia is now with their addition. I think this one is, is a little bit under the radar. It is. I mean, Marcus All is 34 years old. He's, you know, towards the end of his career. See, that's what trips me out, though, Drew, yeah. because Valanciunas has played for Toronto his whole career. Yep. Um, he's younger. Uh, he was very, he was a very good basketball good player. player. Still is a good player. I was surprised that they traded a younger Valanciunas for a Gasol, but mm-hmm. I think they're trying to do everything to win the East, man. Well, and- it was clear that when they traded DeMar DeRozan for mm-hmm. a one-year loan um, with Kawhi Leonard that this was a year that they were going to try and go for, mm-hmm. and that solidifies... Uh, what this year is for them by making this trade. Because Gasol, this is the last year of his deal. He has a player option that he can opt into. $24 million. Yeah. $24 million. It's, you know, it's, it's a good price. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a lot of money. But what it does do is if, if Gasol wants to test the free agent market, that's something he can do. And then they have, then the, then the Raptors have a shit ton of cap space, right. right? They lose Kawhi. They lose Gasol. They got all these young players that are playing really, really well together in this system. Uh, Nick Nurse, the, the head coach over there, I, who, who I didn't know him from a nurse or a doctor. I mean, I don't give, in fact, I don't know who he is. And he's out here doing a great job right. for them in his first year. Uh, but this is, this is them buying in. This is their version of Philadelphia doubling down on this season as the season that they think they can make it to the finals. No LeBron James in the East 
this is what I expected, honestly. I thought it was going to be a fucking free-for-all in the East for those top, you know, one through four, maybe five. Now with Oladipo being down for Indiana, it's definitely four teams up there that, that really are contending to be in the finals against the Golden State Warriors. Right. Um, but, but to be uh, very specific about where they can project themselves, I think when you look at their team versus Philadelphia's team, who has to, in my mind, they have to be with Milwaukee, one, two, and three in the East in whatever order you'd like. All three of those teams, along with Boston, can put some shit together and really turn it on in the second well, half of the season. Think about Marc Gasol coming off the bench in the playoffs, bro. I mean, he just brings that. He's a savage. He, he is a savage. He's a really underrated defensive player. He won Defensive Player of the Year a couple of years back. Uh, and then I think I really do think that his passing ability and just, just basketball IQ when he's playing with the caliber player of Kawhi Leonard and, and Kyle Lowry. And he's never played with a player like that, I don't think. Kawhi, no, I don't no. think. You know, you, uh, you got to think. I mean, Rudy Gay, he got yeah. Rudy Gay still, Prime Rudy still Gay. young. Prime Rudy yeah, Gay. still young, but mm-hmm. Rudy was never. We always thought that he could get to the Kawhi Leonard. I always liked Rudy Gay. Oh, man. Out of I UConn? always wanted him in the Clipper. I, he Jesus. was that stretch three. Well, you guys, I, yeah. when Yeah, you guys could have used him. When, when he went to Memphis. Mm-hmm. That would have been a great time for him to be on the Clippers right. and then contribute to the team that needed the three mm-hmm. that he never you never got. But you're right. I mean, Rudy Gay is not Kawhi Leonard, right. so you're absolutely right. I think you know he's he's had a, a similar point guard situation with Conley. I feel bad that you know Conley and Gasol are, are gone. You know, don't feel a, bad for Mike the, Conley. The two amigos, million well, both of those guys are getting paid handsomely. They are getting paid. Uh, but you know, they they were flirting with trading for both of them, which I thought would have been a terrible decision to go to for both of them to go get rid of Lowry play. and right. and then no, you can't do that. I would. I think it made a lot of sense to just choose Gasol, mm-hmm. stick it out for this year. You can. I mean, if Gasol opts in, you pay him for one more year. You can trade him because he's an expiring if you need to or whatever. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be very weird seeing I mean, seeing him in a Raptors jersey is already weird, but that's a huge trade. Mm-hmm. I think that is um, kind of an underrated trade that went under the radar. Uh, well, it's because Memphis flies so far under the radar because nobody cares about well, them and they're anymore. just not good. They're, they're just yeah, really not. They're good. not good anymore. But the other one I, I brought up Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Nikola Mirotic. Milwaukee did some shit. You know, this is this is a really nice move for them. They got rid of Thon Maker, who was unhappy with the situation. Brooke Lopez came in this year and pretty much took his minutes, took his spot. Um, Thon Maker was not getting any run. Thon is a nice player, and I, you know, he's he's still new to the game of basketball, which is something that blows my mind. How he's only been playing for like four years, it, bro, and he's a freak athlete. He's like seven <laughs> one, right. um, and so he's only going to get better. So I think Detroit. His brother's nice too, bro. That's what. Yeah, mm-hmm. you told me that. And I, I, Maker's Mark is his brother's name. Is that it? Maker's Thon Maker's Yo, Mark. Yo, you are killing the puns trying, right now. I don't bro. know what's happening. Did right you now. write this shit down, I did. dude? It's coming off the. You're dome. taking my puns, bro. I, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. They call me Big Pun. Uh, <laughs> Here we go, dude. You're on a fucking roll, Drew. You're on a roll. Anyway, um, so but they Milwaukee came up big with mm-hmm. Nikola Mirotic, who I think should have been on everyone's uh, trade. Uh, evaluator and maybe somehow try to make a move because with him you you could feasibly have Brook Lopez, Miritich, and Giannis on the floor at the same time. That's big, and they wouldn't really lose a whole lot. Right. It's a it's a huge stretch. You you stretch out the bigs right, so then it clears the lane open for Giannis to drive, which is all he wants to do anyway. He's shooting better now. 
uh, you know, from three. But, you know, you have Brooke on the left. You've got Nikola on the right. If you leave either of them, they're going to shoot a three. And, and at this and point, he can shoot. both of those guys right. are, are shooting the lights out. Well, all Lopez wants to do is shoot. He doesn't. Now. I don't know. I don't know when the last time he spent more than two seconds in the key. I read so, I read something the other day, and I think you, you might have brought it up on the podcast or one of them. But somebody sent me a stat where it was like his first two years, he attempted one three. Yeah. You know, and now it's literally like eighty percent. His, of his first shots. seven years in the league, he didn't. He wasn't shooting threes right. because he was a dominant low post player. Right. He one of the last ones we had. Um, but yeah, so his his uh, realignment and and uh, you know rebirth in the NBA has been the three point line. But, and and when you look at that, he could play for another seven years. Right, if he's just shooting threes. <laughs> and but when you're big man, when your seven footer yeah. is out, you know, out at the three point line, and then you got Giannis, it just opens up so much. And if you have a dude like Miritich who can fucking shoot that thing, bro. along with Middleton, who's Middleton out there, who can play who's as an a knock, knockdown three point right. shooter, uh, Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe is having one of the best, if not the best, seasons of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, probably with a middle finger up to all the doubters, including myself. Uh, well, I'll believe it when I see it in the playoffs because he crumbled against Boston who last was, year. Oh, who was it? It was him and Scary Terry. Scary Terry yeah, took him to work. He, he did. Took he him to school. Ass, he wore the Bledsoe jersey. He the, the did. Patriots. What a savage he so, was. Bro. I mean, yeah, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to show me something a little bit more than okay, that this, okay. this uh, playoff season. But the the Milwaukee Bucks are looking at this year again as saying, look, we we clearly have the best player. I, th- I think it's it's fair to say that Giannis is the best player in the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, you can make an argument for Embiid sometimes. You can make an argument for Kawhi. No, well, sure. He's, he's, he might be the best player in the NBA, I bro. think, I mean, well, sure. That's And that's and that's fair. Right, I mean, he's, right making, now. he's making an MVP status mm-hmm. kind of a year. Um, and it's clear that he's going to be in the MV- MVP conversations every year moving forward. But that's a huge pickup for them, and that's that's something. I mean, Miritich is a great player. I wonder if they'll let him grow his beard back because they should. I mean, he's not a pretty. No, he's not grow pretty. the beard. He Cover that the, shit up. He needs the beard back. But um, see these moves, Drew, that you're yeah. talking about, like even the the low key Miritich, like. Getting getting these free agents and getting people to want to play in Milwaukee yeah. is a big thing. And I think it's a you, trade, but not a free agent, it's a trade. No, no, I'm I'm with you. But I'm saying yeah. attracting, like getting this team. Oh yeah. You know, the the owner I don't know who the owner is and I should know the owner, but I don't. We'll just call him Mike Budenholzer. Mike Budenholzer. He, he, he's the he's the killing it. Yeah, and we ripped the, on the him. The mayor last of year. Milwaukee right now is, is Mike Budenholzer. But building a team and wanting to get maybe maybe get one of these free agents to come. Yeah, you know who know knows? I mean? Who knows? Who knows? So who else you got? The, Milwaukee. So that was a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other one that I wanted to bring up that got a lot of attention was Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. And we well, first of all backtrack yeah. really fast. Yeah, sure, sure. Is we were talking about how good Harrison Barnes. That's is why it, on Dallas of, last week. Part of why I wanted to bring it up is because after we talked about the Porzingis trade, I think like the next day, trade deadline day, he got traded middle of the game to the Sacramento Kings. Well. And what we were talking about was how good that lineup would mm-hmm. be with Harrison Barnes still there. And I get why they made the play. I understand what, you know, what Dallas was doing. Um, and I understand what Sacramento was doing. Sacramento is trying to capitalize on, on their run of form and actually make it to the playoffs for the first time in several years. Um, but the thing that I wanted to discuss was the whole blow up of how Harrison Barnes somehow was mistreated during this because yes, it, it's a business. And yes, it was, you know, uh, kind of a surprise, uh, to everyone that someone would be traded in the middle of a game. But the thing that happened, especially th- that brought a lot of notoriety to this was LeBron chimed in 
without really knowing a whole lot, right? Oh, he, he chimed in on Twitter right after. And he didn't know the whole situation. Because From what I heard is Harrison knew. That Harrison was, was told before the game right. that he want- might be traded. They asked him if you want to play. Right. He said yes. Right. And then he right. got traded like they told him he might get traded. I think LeBron, okay, to LeBron's defense, though, I think LeBron, since you know, even with the president and shit, I think LeBron's like the go-to guy. Like, Well, he's, he swung and missed on he, that he one. He did. He did. It was a big swing and a miss. And you know what? You know what, though? I swung and missed, too, because when I saw it um, right after we did our podcast, right. like, and you had left or whatever, and I saw it right away, and I was heated because, you know, the media jumps on it really fast, and you're like, oh, my God, they're trading this dude mid-game. I jumped on it and said, dude, the fucking – fuck the Dallas Mavericks, bro. Like, what the – are you really going to do that to somebody? Right. And I didn't have the whole story. Well, that's this is part of the – this is part of our generation right, right now. Everyone every, – we want to be quick, and it's important to be fast. It it's is. It's important to be first. But what happens, as we see over and over and over again, is people break a story that's not complete mm-hmm. or they don't have the full story. Uh, and 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 they get it wrong. And LeBron happened to be in the very beginning stages of that. And, he jumped on it, and quick. he and he had a lot to say about <laughs> it. And 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 I what I want to say is that you know if in fact that uh, if Harrison Barnes was traded mid game with no warning, that's a fair reaction right. to have. And yeah, that's very cutthroat and ruthless. But the whole idea that that he knew and still chose to play the game speaks to how like the professional side of Harrison Barnes. Yeah, and he wanted to play. He and wanted I to play. play tonight, and then if I'm traded, I'm traded. If I'm traded, I'm traded. On on Rick Buecher's podcast, they had um they had Jared Dudley, my you know, we know how Jared much I love Jared fucking Dudley. Yes, sir. Um and he was talking about it, dude, I got traded yeah. on the plane. Yeah. Like I was on the plane. I don't know if it was the Clippers. I forgot. I think what it was team. the Clippers. It might have yeah, been the I think Clippers. Clippers. He's like, literally, we got off I got off the plane yeah. and I had to get on another plane. I was going to a different city. And it's like, yo, can I keep the sweatsuit? Like, right. do I rock what the sweatsuit? What do I do? Here? What do the I, fuck? I do I'm wearing a headband currently. Is yeah. that right if I continue wearing this? But don't you feel I mean, Drew, this is um uh, I think players are very, very conscious conscious of the fact that this is a business and this can happen to you. And I don't yeah. think if you get traded like Harrison got traded, I think you just suck it up and you deal with it, dude. And, and and the thing for him, for Harrison Barnes in this particular instance, it's clear that Sacramento wants him, right? It, it's clear that they traded for him to feature him alongside Buddy Heald mm-hmm. and De'Aaron Fox. Great. Lottie's really, really doing some things up there, dude. They really are. They're an exciting team. They are. And they made they made a really nice play, and they didn't really give up anything mm-hmm. for him. I mean – uh, Justin Jackson, I think, was one of the one of the components, and some other guy I can't remember right now off the top of my head. I apologize. Uh, they got rid of Iman Shumpert, which which led to Houston. That's kind of segueing me into. And you were big on that. This is a big play right mm-hmm. here. This is uh, you know I I always try to tip the cap to GMs that do well. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna notice Daryl Morey here. Uh, our whole the whole conversation about Houston outside of James Harden's performance, is they lost Trevor Ariza and they lost Luke Richard and Bamute. They're two defensive-minded players from last year that gave him a lot of success. And now they have replaced those. He made a great pickup with Kenneth Fareed, who's been starting since Capella has been gone down with, a, I think it's a knee injury. And now they bring on Shumpert. So Shumpert fills that Trevor Ariza role beautifully for probably half the price. And Kenneth Fareed is out here getting double doubles every day, pick and roll with James Harden. Yeah, offensive it. rebound, free throws. That's all he's got to do. He's good to go. And and this 
that's I mean that's that's what you want out of your GM. If mm-hmm. you're if you're a fan of any franchise, you want your GM to make moves. Uh, he had to let go of Trevor. It wasn't fifteen million dollars wasn't in the cards for the Rockets to be able to play pay Trevor Reza for this year. You let him go. You didn't want to pay Luke whatever it was, you know, seven million. And Luke hasn't played a game for us yet. That's the thing. I yet. mean, Luke was injured. Maybe that's something the Rockets knew, and they just were like, maybe. okay, maybe we're gonna let him go. But throughout the season, you know, the season is only halfway, pretty much a little bit more than halfway done. Now they have a, a roster that complements each other. The Rockets are in the five seed right now, riding James Cart, uh, James Harden's coattails. Uh, Chris Paul is back, so we're, I'm interested to see what that me what too. that goes to. Uh, this brings me to my last two. And this, and we'll kind of wrap it up for the trades. Markel Fultz, love it. He's no longer the the Philadelphia uh, experiment is is now That's done. Never- Philly gave up. Uh, I think, to be quite honest, it, it may be the best thing that could have happened to Markel Fultz. Yes, uh, there was a lot of pressure on him. I mean, he's playing with you know number one pick Embiid, number one pick Simmons. He's got all this pressure to Jimmy be the, the third. Jimmy Jimmy's certainly not letting anything slide. Um, and he clearly, you know, just wasn't meshing with that group. The The strangest part about this is, is that we actually don't, I don't know about his health. I don't know about his shoulder. I don't know when he's actually going to be able to, to, to play. I don't know if he's going to be able to suit up anytime soon. But again, Philadelphia picks up Jonathan Simmons. Great. I love Jonathan Simmons. Which is a nice, huge, that's pickup. a nice bench player Freaking right there for huge. them. And uh, someone that can contribute now, and Fultz is clearly not contributing to anything that they're doing in Philly. Um, but I wanted to, because we talked about Philly a lot, I wanted to talk about Orlando because there's a chance that Markel Fultz becomes their franchise point guard that they've been looking for for the last... Since Jameer. Yeah, for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. since Jameer Nelson was mm-hmm. there. And so taking a risk on, on Markel Fultz for that franchise... Makes a lot of fucking sense. I don't sense. even think that's a risk, though. I mean, it's a small risk. It's a small they, they gave risk. Up, I think they gave up a pick as well. So, right. you know, there's a risk involved. And if Markel can't shoot a three for the rest of his life, then it's a bigger risk. I think, uh, I think Orlando came out on this because, I mean, they're not going anywhere. But now with Markel going to Orlando, the pressure is off, dude. You know what I mean? I think it's off. Yeah. I think we're still going to be watching him and seeing, you know, I want to see him play. Div- me too. And if he's physically ready, I, I want to see him out there because that's the only way he's going to get over this shit. Right. And and being on, on Orlando, we're talking about the pressure being off, like when's the last time we were like gave a shit about Orlando winning or losing a regular season game? No, they're they're lost in the they're lost in the mix right now. Vucevic is still playing his ass off down there, he's getting twenty five and fifteen every he's game. To get that payday though, and he's going to get it. Right. Um, and so I just you know I thought that was a, I thought that was an interesting move. I thought it you know Philly they're you know they're kind of dusting their hands off, saying look we you know we we gave it a run, uh, but it's clear that we need someone now because this is the year that they're taking advantage of of what they can and they're bringing everybody in. And like you said, Simmons um, can produce right now. Yeah. And Simmons and I think just the addition of Tobias, I mean then then Markel gets pushed even farther. You know what I mean? Minutes minutes are going to be tough. Uh, I mean I'm interested, you know, we're we're both really high on Philly. Uh I'm very high on Philly. Mm-hmm. I don't know where where you are right now. Yeah, I feel good about them. I do too. Um but we'll see again when the playoffs come because you know the ball and Toby's playing really well. You oh know yeah, what I mean, uh, but there's I think what we said on the last podcast like the, their starting five average 103 points a game. Yeah. Like what's going to happen in the playoffs? 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's interesting the the whole narrative like Tobias Harris, like how is he going to fit in? It's like, dude, all this guy does is fit in. Fit in everywhere. That's all he wants to do. I mean, he wants to play right. and he wants to perform, mm-hmm. but he's not out here making fucking wild ass statements. Nope. He's not going to cause a fit in the locker room. Like he's he's here to win games and get paid at the end of the season. And I you know, I think the one thing that we may not have mentioned that is kind of pretty obvious is that, you know, Philly brought in Jimmy Butler to see what that dynamic was going to be like. Uh, I think it's pretty clear now that they're not necessarily interested in paying him Mm-mm. to stay for the next four They'll or five years, though, but I think they may pay yep. Toby. Yep. Uh, and that's something that they can, they, they you go, okay, Jimmy, you can go enjoy free agency, yeah. bro. Like, I hope you have a good time. And, but we'll, we're going to, we're going to pay this guy okay. over here. Who's like consummate professional. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that the other day, because like we're saying though, when we get closer and closer to the playoffs, dog, um, and Jimmy's wants to get his payday, dude. He wants to get his payday. And he's going to get paid. This is the thing. Like, there's only so many free agents right. of the caliber of Jimmy Butler right. or above. Mm-hmm. And when the Lakers or the Clippers or whoever, if fucking Toronto starts Who would you pay? swinging and missing. Who would you pay if you're Philly at the end of the year and you can pay one? You can pay one. Either oh, Toby. Tobias. Okay, I would too. Without a, without a question. Because he is that guy. I mean, right. he's the guy that's not going to make a fucking a fuss about anything. He's not going to. He's not going to try and and turn the team against each right. other and play these weird games that Jimmy seems to like to play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, and and the whole idea that he needs that Tobias needs the ball or needs no. to shoot twenty times a game. It's no. like okay, I understand that you're looking at what he did for the Clippers. The Clippers needed him to shoot twenty times a game, one hundred percent, and he did that gladly and he performed well. But that's not. That's not what he's designed to do he's designed to play within the scheme of the offense mm-hmm. and take good shots make good plays make good passes and that's what he's going to do for them and and i and i see him being there for as long as as philly can can offer him the money that he wants who was your last one enos Cantor. oh yeah that was today enos Cantor announced today he's going to be joining the portland trailblazers huge portland has been looking at him for a while we we've talked a lot about Enos over the last couple of weeks with you know like his in and out with New York after following the whole uh, you know Turkish political scandal thing that's happening with him, uh, but you know New York has stepped away. You know Enos, Enos is getting paid pretty well, and 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 they're going like okay we're, we know you know we don't necessarily need you on the squad anymore. Uh, Portland picks up a really solid defensive another big man defensive player rebounder. He's a finisher at the rim. He's not a terrible free throw shooter. Seems like a good teammate. Solid, solid guy. And um, Portland's in the in the in the fifth. Are they four, they're fourth right now? I I yeah. I think Portland. It was Portland and Houston playing tonight, and it's four or five. But I think that's an interesting pickup for Portland. They made a couple subtle little moves here and there, but that seems to be the biggest one that <clears> they've <throat> made. They, I think they need more uh, for them to be a, a realistic contender. But it's a nice. They're landing. always right there. It's a nice they, landing place for him. It is, and you know, I'm sure he's going to perform well. Do, he, he, everywhere he goes, he just does the same thing, and it's it's pretty consistent. So that's my that's my trade deadline round off. That was a good breakdown, Drew. But we got to get it. We got to take a trip around the NBA, dog. We do. We got to take a trip around the NBA. All star All Star weekends. Well, <clears throat> that's coming. I kind of want to get into that later, though. Okay. I want to get. There's some stuff that happened this week that I want to talk about before All Star, and we're going to give our picks. Okay. But it is All Star week. Yeah. And uh, the players love All Star. Um, a lot of people do. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of people's Instagrams of the, the ones that aren't at All Star. They're in the Bahamas. They're taking a trip. Yes, sir. And 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 they should. Yeah. Um. But the the aftermath of this Anthony Davis no trade. Okay. Right. 
we were all wondering, you know, we both thought that they were going to shut him down for the rest of the year, and the NBA said, nope. 100, 100K. 100K a game if he doesn't fucking play. Yeah, guess you can, what? You can shut him down. You can shut him down if you want, but it's going to be 100K. But that's $100,000. And guess what? He has to play 25 minutes a game. <laughs> okay? This is what's going to happen. And I kind of like I kind of like the move. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I kind of like the move, but I think Anthony Davis literally thought he was going to be a, a Laker. Yeah. He thought he was. He didn't think about All the signs were right. pointing to, okay, like I'm going to say this now, they're going to trade me before the deadline yep. and I'll be in, in LA in a week. They thought they had that. He wasn't thinking he was going to play another game for the fucking Pelicans ever again, right? Mm -hmm. And so the NBA steps in and says, guess what? Nah, you're not shutting his ass down. He's perfectly healthy. He's going to play 25 minutes a night. He gets booed in New Orleans, which is the first time he's ever been booed. Yeah. Uh, rightfully so, though. You know what I mean? What do you expect, yeah. dog? This and is the backfiring of Dell Demps. At 100%. I don't think that anyone on the New Orleans staff thought the NBA would say, uh, yeah, you guys need to play him. Right. It would have been interesting if there was some kind of correspondence between the Pelicans and the NBA front office saying, like, you guys don't have to trade him. But if you're thinking you're not going to trade him and then sit him for the season, that's not going to happen. Sorry. And if I feel like if that was if that's something that had transpired before the trade they deadline, made the trade, you they, they might have they might have been more encouraged to because now the risk is he gets injured and and having to play these minutes and then his his trade value just fucking plummets. I get it, but then the, you, the few fans the Pelicans have that paid for <laughs> for season tickets, you know, can you imagine if they said, oh, we're, you know. We're shut. We're gonna we're gonna shut down LeBron for the rest of the year. We're not making the playoffs. His groin hurts. We're shutting him down for the rest of the year. That's fucked up. So he gets booed, right? And rightfully so. He should get booed. And guess what? He's playing exactly twenty five minutes. Oh, I, he played twenty four minutes last I night. I guarantee it. Yeah. He had fucking three points, bro. Mm -hmm. Three points. Lost to Orlando. Shot one for nine. Right. He said after the game, we sucked. And yeah. you should suck. The whole team chemistry is done, bro. So I got a question then, because yeah. you, you posed a, a good statement there. Is it more important to those season ticket holders to watch a terrible product of Anthony Davis playing 25 minutes, not giving a fuck, or watching a team that actually wants to try to win without him playing? First of all, what's more entertaining for that season ticket? First holder? of all, every team should want to win, dude. Right. Like if you're if you're playing in the NBA, I'm not big on the tank shit. I've never been I've never been big on the tank shit. If you're in this league, the best league in the world, you should want to win. Always. And but that's the system. The system, the system is is leaning towards tanking, and people are taking advantage. I'm with of you it. on that. So the system has the problem, not not so much. Okay, the I'm with you on okay. that. Like there's there's a lot of fucked up shit about the CBA right. too. Right. Like it is what it is. So you're right, but as not just New Orleans, NBA fans in general need to see this dude play. He is that fucking good. He's, He's top five in the NBA. Very talented. And don't deprive of us of that. Right. But but my whole point is, is like we're getting deprived of him either way. Mm -hmm. Right. He played 24 minutes. He had three points. That's not That's Anthony. never happened. That's either. not like, Anthony Davis. No. So you might as well have sat him. Now he runs the risk of getting injured along with playing with teammates that probably don't necessarily. He's under contract, Drew. I get it. He gets paid a shit ton of money. But this was all, this is all something that could have been resolved. If they moved him okay. after he makes the request, mm -hmm. none of this is happening. He's playing 35 minutes for the Lakers or the fucking, the Raptors or, you but know. The Pelicans name. don't have to move him. He's mm -hmm. under contract for another year and a half. 
I know they don't have to move him, but they were the ones that were planning on not moving him and sitting him. And you're right, Drew. If he gets injured, if he gets hurt, which he is known to do, right. it can happen. Absolutely. He was just injured two finger, weeks ago. Yeah, finger. He's always injured. Right. And not always injured because he's And the NBA is not going to, they're not going to compensate the New Orleans Pelicans no. if Anthony Davis goes no, I'm down. I'm with you on that. So, so, but, but you, uh, my job and your job to report this shit is we got to play the media in here. Like we got to, we got to be on the side of the players. Like I get it. Anthony Davis would want to be shut down all year and just work out. He doesn't want to get booed in New Orleans. And he doesn't want to get injured and ruin his And how options. awkward is the fucking locker room? It's kind of like how awkward was the Lakers locker room for a week? Yep. And we see it. We saw it last night against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about Let's talk about the Lakers right now. So it, but before we go there, I just want, I want to transition okay. to one other team that was affected by this. will be brief. Okay. Uh, we talked about the aftermath of the Anthony Davis trade in L.A. And it's clearly shook, shaken up the whole franchise. One thing that we're not talking about that I think we should talk about is the current prospect of Anthony Davis being traded to Boston <laughs> and what that's doing to that team. Because mm-hmm. there's a whole – I mean, if, if you're looking at the majority of NBA news coverage, the reason that Anthony Davis was not moved to the Lakers was because Boston kept saying, we have a trade for you. And what what is that doing to this Boston organization right now? We're seeing disarray in the locker room. People don't like Kyrie Irving. I, Kyrie doesn't like being there. Nobody seems to be happy. Nobody's homies. Nobody's getting along. They're just kind of going through the process. And probably because half of them are like, well, fuck, am I going to New Orleans next year? So don't you see? Okay, do you see a trend of this? Because yeah. we, st- we started with Minnesota Timberwolves. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Big time, dis, you know, the whole locker room's fucked up. Right. Chicago Bulls, locker room's all fucked up. Jimmy Butler and Wa- both of those. Okay, Washington, <laughs> right? Jimmy in the middle of all that. Yeah. Washington Wizards, locker room's all yeah, fucked John up. Wall. Lakers, fucked up. Pelicans, fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look at this. Yeah. And what you're saying about Boston is right. And guess what? Boston, the, the trade that they, they're, they're going to have is Kyrie. I don't see Kyrie coming in next year. Well, they can't trade him. Well, they can't, They're going to have to let him go in free agency. Oh, they can't trade him. The trade deadline happened. That's true. They can't they trade can't, him so anymore. He can just go in. There was the opportunity right. to trade right. him, and now he's but gone. But they couldn't trade him because it of the... It seems all the writing is on the wall. Right. And, and, and I think I think a major reason that they didn't offload Terry Rozier this year is because they have him in the back pocket mm-hmm. in case Kyrie splits and goes, all right, I'm out of here. I'm going to go play for the Knicks or the Clippers, the Lakers. Wherever he wants to go. I mean, he's going to go. He's going to jet. He's going to go somewhere else. And so they go, oh, well, shit, at least we got Terry who's ready to go. So with I'm going to give you a couple stats. Uh-huh. So with Kyrie in the lineup for Boston, uh, they're 28 and 19. Okay, with yeah. him, without him, they're eight and two. They score 10 more points a game when he's not in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I think what we got to see last year, it hurt last year when Hayward and uh, Kyrie were out of the out of the lineup because then we got to see how really good these players are. This J- the Jalen Browns and the Jason. And now Tatums. they had to take a step back, and this then year. they got to take a step back. And then with Kyrie making these fucked up comments that he says all the time, the beginning of the year, I, I want to be with the Celtics forever if you'll have me. And now he's like, I really don't give a fuck. I don't know anybody's shit. Right. 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 So it's going to be interesting. And they were winning tonight without Kyrie. Kyrie's not playing tonight. Yeah. Um, I think so- it's also interesting because he did a commercial playing one-on-one with his pops in the Boston Garden. Mm-hmm. TDMH. It's not Boston Garden anymore, but what is now the Boston Garden. And the the whole storyline was that he was number 11 because his dad was number 11 and he wanted his number to be retired. The whole commercial, a national commercial. Mm -hmm. I think it was Gatorade or an NBA commercial, something along those lines. And now they can't fucking run that. They have to. That's no longer a commercial they can run because it's fucking false. So here's another question for you. Well, it's a statement and a question. Just because you are a great player, right? 
and you get traded to another team doesn't automatically mean that your team's going to be great. You feel me? So I'm, you know, I'm trying to think about players that just don't fit in. Okay. Like Kyrie is a great player, but just because he goes to the Celtics doesn't mean, oh shit, they're going to be the, they're going to be, they were great without you, Kyrie. They were really good last year. They made, I mean, they were one quarter away from being in the finals. Right. So do can you think of any like really good players that went to another, the only guy, I mean, I thought about a few Mm -hmm. and this shouldn't count so much, but when Dwayne, when, when Wade went, when D Wade went to Cleveland, like it just didn't fucking work. You know what I mean? And mind you, that's in the, you know, the twilight of his career. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just didn't work. So yeah, no, that's a good question. Can you think so of any great players that got traded that didn't work out? Like, okay, let's go Allen Iverson to to Denver, Denver to to uh, 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 Memphis. You know what I mean? Yeah, mellow, mellow, yeah, mellow yeah. to the Knicks. That's a, I mean that that one. I mean that that's not necessarily Mellow's fault. Amari Stoudemire is another one, but that's injury. Mm. Dwight Howard, his whole fucking career, <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. Dwight went after <laughs> right. Orlando, right? Um. But maybe it's just like, you know, to, and I'll go back to Tobias, and I'm over talking about that. But Tobias, you know, this is his fifth team he's played on now. You know what I mean? This will be his fifth team. Orlando, Detroit, Clip, four teams. Four teams? I think this is his fifth. It could be his. Did, I thought I he started in Orlando, though, didn't he? It's four or five. But it's I mean, a lot. I mean, he's 26 years old. Right. He's already been on four teams. But it took him going into the right system to become this all-star, almost all-star. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of players can get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. If you don't get into that right system. So anyways, that's that's a fun thing to think about, dude. Yeah, it is. Because no, that's, a, that's a good question. Because I think they're, Boston's <laughs> looking at it like, yeah, Kyrie is great. Oladipo. That's a yeah, Oladipo. Oladipo from Orlando to OKC. Fuck yeah, terrible fit. Right, turns it around in, in Indiana. That's the a right really system. that's a good example good call, right Drew. there. Um, and then yeah, you could look at Brook Lopez. I mean, he didn't he he did he did jack shit for the Lakers last year. And uh, can now, we talk about your Lakers? Let's can we, talk. We can okay, talk. let's talk about the Lakers. Lakers about lose to the Hawks, Hawks last night. Yeah, um, yep. very disappointing. He's this is the first time in LeBron's career he's been under five hundred before uh, All Star break. Um, I think this is again, this is backlash from what's happened in the past, the past two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I, I don't think, I don't think the locker room is a great place to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, they, they, they said the number today is the Lakers have a 6% chance of making it to the playoffs, which I think is a little low considering they're not far. They're two, two and a half games. Yeah, I wonder out. how they determine that. I don't know. I, but the current status of the Lakers reminds me of remember the Titans. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but Julius goes, what am I supposed to do? Wear myself out for the team? What team? That's how everyone's feeling right now. Okay. What fucking team? There is no team. There's no team. We're 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 seeing right now, Drew, that the offseason didn't work. Now, I me and you both were kind of excited. I'm like, oh shit, they got Lance, they got Beasley, they got Rondo. You know what I mean? You were more excited about this team than I was. I was I was excited, (laughs) which I shouldn't ever be. Clipper Nation, don't don't take Drew's word for this right now. I was was a little no, I was no, I was I was shocked. I just said you were more excited than I was. You were, yeah. And it's just not working out. None of this shit is working out. Nope. And I just I don't I don't know, Drew. Like the, the fucking Lakers with LeBron might not make the playoffs. And that's fine. Yeah, I know you're I'm fine good. with it. Good. How as a Laker fan are you fucking fine because, with that? I mean, I I am not. I guess I'm not your traditional Laker fan. I guess not. But the whole thing is, if like, you're talking if, about no, you always talk about we play for championships. We play we to win. We play to do this. So how are you saying you're okay with not making the playoffs? We we play for championships, and this year we're not going to win one. That's just it. There there's something about 
when you make it, when you, uh, we've talked about this at length, I guess now, but you know, if we would have gotten Anthony Davis, okay. would have, should have, could have, dude. Right? No, but then it's then it's a different atmosphere. Then it's then it's okay. You got LeBron and Anthony, and then probably whatever else we could have pulled together, like, probably still could have made the Reggie Bullock trade, um, and then we we have like a nice little team happening here. I don't know what our bench would have been like, but you know that's something to build on and build towards and actually compete with the top three, four, five teams in the West. Uh, as it stands now, I know we can still compete uh, with pretty much every team in the NBA, minus the Warriors. I think the Warriors would mop the floor with us. I mean, you just you saw what Philadelphia did to us the other night: 143 points in regulation. Fuck out of here. That's crazy. It's terrible. It's wild. Um, and There's no defense. The the reason that that. And I think it I, this just goes to my my own personal mindset about this whole season, is that we I, I I have to stop saying it at this point, but I keep getting prompted into saying it, and so I'm going to say it. This year was never been the year that we're actually going to try and make a championship run. I've known that from day one. All the Laker fans that thought that LeBron was going to show up and a magically a championship was going to pop into our fucking hands, shit ain't popping, bro. LeBron has won what is it four rings total, three rings three, total, three, two with Miami, uh, one with Cleveland. Three. Three rings total, and he's been in the finals a lot. He only has three rings, and he had much better teams than we currently have when he won all three of those championships. First of all, let's let's give LeBron his props, though. I yeah. mean, he's been back. He's averaging a triple double right now. The past since he's come back, and to to the Lakers' defense, you know, everybody wants to throw the blame at Luke. They're, the coach is always the guy to blame. Okay. Every everywhere Every, LeBron goes, it, it, okay. the coach the coach is the it one that Luke gets the It wasn't Luke Walton's fault that LeBron got hurt for 17 games nope. first time in his career. It wasn't Luke's fault that fucking Lonzo went down. You know what I it mean? It wasn't Luke's fault that Magic couldn't get the fucking Pelicans to budge. True. That was all the Pelicans at this point. Magic True. came out and said it. True. And none of this is Luke's fault. All he's tasked with is to try and put the best team out on the floor that he can possibly do and win as many games as possible. Are you making the playoffs? This is my my final question about the Lakers. Are you making the the playoffs? So you asked me that last week and I and I said no, mm -hmm. uh, I still don't think that we will. Um, the only variable is whether or not LeBron feels like making the playoffs. And I don't know if LeBron feels like making the playoffs. He might, he might, dude, honestly, no, think, LeBron think, wants to make no, but the just playoffs. think about what it's been for him for the last, whatever, fucking 10 years. Maybe he wants an off season. Does he even know what a fucking offseason looks like? No, he's, he's got never. like eight weeks. He got eight weeks where he has to do all this press tour, Nike tours. Do you want to hear business crazy? shit? Why? Why wouldn't he want to do go to the fucking island and, and relax? Played, he's played two extra seasons in the NBA yeah. with the playoffs. It's like Kobe, <clears throat> right? Right. I, I always go back to Kobe and Tim Duncan, like all these guys that made runs deep into the playoffs mm -hmm. every year. Those games don't get reported on, uh, <laughs> you know, as far as like games played, right. but they fucking add up. They LeBron add up. is he's what, his fifteenth fifteenth year, sixteenth year, sixteenth year, sixteenth year in the league, and essentially it's his eighteenth year in the league right. because of how many playoff games right. he's played. So this is why, again, uh, with him being older, with us only having three, four good years of uh, left in him, mm -hmm. let's fucking relax. Let's not force him into a, a shitty fucking first round series against the Warriors or the Rockets right. or the Nuggets where we're in high altitude hoping LeBron can pull something <laughs> so out of his ass. just don't make the playoffs. I'm okay with that. Okay. Because I'm it's it's for the betterment of this franchise for us to relax this year. There ain't no fucking chance we're winning a championship okay. unless KD, Steph, Clay, and Draymond all get injured. 
Which is not happening. That shit ain't happening. Now, even I gotta, then, we would have struggle. I got <laughs> I got to say my piece really fast, yeah. bro. Because I'm talking about all these dysfunctional-ass teams. My squad, the Clippers, we have a great locker room. We have a great locker room. Who's we, in that locker room these days? Who's your best player? Lou Williams is my best Lou, player. Lou Williams. And I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to say this, too. What about Gallup? I, brought, I got, I got my, my old homie, Ed, that comes into my restaurant. What right? up, Ed? Love Ed. Yeah. Okay? Dude's retired, lives on the beach, made, Ed's a, made, Ed's a, a, baller. made a shit ton of money yeah. in, in software. Okay, yeah. Loves sports. Just likes to come in and talk to me about sports. And I said this, dude. I have never, in all of my years, Drew, all of my years of watching basketball, ball boying, fucking just being a fan and being now that we're doing this i have never seen a player like lou williams ever in my life bro really ever bro can you name anybody like lou williams jamal crawford no this dude <laughs> jamal you would think jamal jamal and him are, are very very similar lou players. williams and i want and i love jamal crawford yeah lou williams is a way better player than jamal crawford wow way better and i, I love Jamal. i can't believe you're saying i'm that. i love jamal okay Okay, I, I I've just never. What is it? What is it? What is it about Lou there, that separates him for you? Okay, so so for me, when I'm watching a game and I'm continuously saying "Wow," yeah, that happens wow. a lot. Every time I watch him, too. Yeah, same. It's wow. Yeah, and it's the effort is effortless, and the dude. shots that he hits are are really hard. Drew, I, I, this the floaters, I'm, the I'm leaners. Not, I'm not exaggerating, yeah, bro. Yeah, you know Zion makes me say "Wow," dude. Uh, that's just raw power. Just yeah. Shaq used to make me say, oh, wow. Yeah. Sure, sure. Shit Kobe used to do made me say, wow. But it's mm-hmm. like, yo, and mind you, on this Grammy tour that we had, the Grammy uh, road trip, if, for people that don't know, it's uh, it's the longest road trip of the year. We had six games in 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 11 days, 7,000 miles of travel. We went three and three. We were down 25 one game, came back and win. 28 one game, came back and win. 20 came back and win. All because of fucking Lou Williams. And because nobody can check him. Yeah, he can't be guarded. He cannot be guarded. Yeah. And since we're, I just, if you can name an, another player, let me know. Well, I think, you know, to be quite fair, I mean, Jamal Crawford in his heyday was about, uh, was about as similar a player to Lou Williams as I've ever seen. Like, when you look at, oh my God, who is Lou Williams comparison? It has to be Jamal Crawford. They're like identical players. Like, Jamal does things differently with his handle. Right. Lou thing, does things differently with his, with his, honestly, with his pull up game. His pull up game is about as nasty a pull up as I've He's ever seen. He's going left, bro. That shit's it's, going, it's and wet. It's, wow. Yep. Right in your face. The, 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 the similarities with Lou and Jamal, though, is the fact that these dudes never, their emotion is the fucking same. Mm. the whole game and the confidence level is through the roof through the roof it's huge yeah i've never seen a player like that and i'm gonna make a bold statement right now and i told you today i said i am bro and if clipper nation is listening to me i mean i knew landry sham sham it yeah shams his name now wichita state wichita state okay didn't get a lot of burn on philly like they let him they let him run they let him do this he's down Um, the pecking order so uh jerry west uh lawrence frank Balmer and Doc all loved this kid at the combine. Loved him, mm. wanted him mm. bad. Mm. We chose Jerome, uh, Jerome Robinson. Always been in the back of his of, of of Jerry's head though. And Lawrence Frank tells uh, after we made all these trades, uh, they did a panel discussion where they invited season ticket holders and media just to talk about exactly our direction, the direction of the franchise, which I think is great too. I Not enough franchises do that. No, and I think that's I don't great. Think the, Knicks, the Knicks have ever done that. Never. Are you kidding me? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Their own players don't want to go to the NBA interviews. There'd be a riot. Lawrence Frank tells a story. He said, I've, I've been to NBA combines 
forever. Like I've been going for years. Jerry's been going for years. Lawrence Frank was the head coach of the New Jersey Nets when they when they were in the finals against yes. the Lakers. Like he's been in the league for a long. Our front office is nasty, long bro. time. Well, yeah, finally <clears throat> you guys have some really totally. nice front office right now. Totally, for sure. for sure. And he said, in all my years. And Jerry said this too. In all of my years of going to the NBA Combine, I've never had a player bring a notebook to the meeting. Oh, so Landry has this notebook, and and Lawrence Frank says, you know, after you work a player out, and then you tell him about the you know the direction of the franchise, and this is what we're going to do, and this is what we're trying to, blah blah blah. Uh, they, he says, we always ask, we always say the standard shit at the end of the interview. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you have any questions? And most people are always like, nah, nope, I'm cool. How much are you going to pay me? Right. Landry pulls out his notebook. He said, I have five. I have five questions. One for you, one for Doc, one for Jared. And this dude asked questions, right? Wow. And that's stuck in their head, right? So Landry's been on the radar the whole time. When we felt that we could get him in this Tobias trade, huge. So I finally got to watch him, right? Yeah. And dude, you, you can fucking laugh at me right now. Okay. But I see mini Splash Brothers, dude. I cool. see Landry like a Clay Thompson. This dude is a knockdown shooter. Yeah. We also, and I don't know if this is tampering or not, but Lawrence Frank said he came highly recommended from J.J. Redick in Philly. Oh. Highly recommended, saying, yo, this boy yeah. can fucking shoot He's this thing. And, and, and That's crazy. That's that's unbelievable. That to, what? To, that all the things that you're saying. I didn't know any of this. Okay, yeah. right? Yeah. And I watch him play his first three games and we're going to watch him tonight against Phoenix. He, all he needed was this. I need, just let me shoot. Let me fucking shoot. And I swear to God, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. Mm. His catch and release is great. I think Jerry saw that early, even with Jerome Robinson. Cause I'm seeing, and I know a lot of you guys don't even know who Jerome Robinson is. He's a shooter. He's a shooter. And I think these are going to be the next, the next Splash Brothers, bro, and we can call them the Drip Brothers. They might not be <laughs> as you know. I'm not saying that Jerome Robinson is is Steph Curry at all. Yeah, but we're yeah, that's fair. I like that comparison, honestly. So I watched Shamit. I watched you know me. I love college basketball. Yes. I can't get enough college basketball. I watched him play at Wichita State, and I think it's interesting because when I remember watching him play at Wichita State, they had him as the the point guard. He was their ball handler, right. their their play, their playmaker, mm-hmm. and his shooting was really underutilized. Uh, I, he was he was very very good at, at Wichita State, and they had a lot of guys that they needed to fit into the system. Um, and so I think in order to do that and and have him be kind of a key component, they said, okay, you'll you'll run the show. So in your comparison, I actually quite fancy Shamit as the Steph Curry and Jerome as the Clay Thompson. That twenty eight point comeback that we had the other night yeah. was all. Lou and Sham. Yeah. Sham was just hitting big time shots, taking right. them. Uh, Doc wants him to shoot the ball. Yeah. He's been, you know, it's it's hard when you come to a brand new team and really don't know. That's where we got our ass kicked uh, the first night. But I, I think I think I see him as the future for us. Nice. So so but so then where does that put Shea Gale just Alexander? Point. Still at the point. So I you mean, want Sham at like the three or something like no, that? No, Sham Sham can play the two, and then Jerome at the three. J- well, Jerome's not starting. I think I'm Jerome, just saying you're talking about the future. I, I right? think Jerome, so. You have three really nice young players. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess four with Zubac, mm-hmm. but three really solid: Shea Gilgis Alexander, Jerome Robinson, Landry Shamit. Those three, you think, can play together on the same floor? I I think that's small. I think mm-hmm. that's really small. 
Um, I, I, but I, I can see that happening. Or even, I mean, maybe the comparison to the Splash Brothers is a, is a little too much. You're just talking I, about really good shooting. They're great teammates. shooters. Yeah, shooting teammates. I think yeah. Landry has a huge upside, and we haven't seen his ceiling yet. Not and even I, close. I'm yeah. a, and you can be my witness right now. Tonight we're playing Phoenix. I think Sham's going to have a huge game. Um, back to what you said really fast. We stole Zubak from you. Yeah. When when Doc Rivers when when Lawrence Frank called Doc Rivers and said we're getting Zubak, he didn't believe. Uh, sure. Doc had did not believe. He said bullshit, bullshit. We're not getting him. Are you serious? And that that, that move always it, makes me scratch my head for the Lakers. Okay, it makes I don't you, know why. I don't know why it happened. But tell me this, and we've talked about this, dude. I told you that we didn't need an Anthony Davis. I wanted a Vukovic. I didn't think I wanted a Vukovic. I would have taken an Enos Cantor. Yeah. I would have taken any one of these guys. But to get a 21 year old Zubak. You know what I mean? It's huge for us. Uh, he's got soft hands. He can shoot free throws. He's uh, what I said the other night. He's like, not soft anymore. That's the thing that happened with him over the over the last couple okay. years in the Lakers. He was about as soft as a goddamn pillow. And now he's actually now he's used to the league. He's used mm-hmm. to the athleticism. He knows he can play. Mm-hmm. His confidence is up. I was I was stunned uh, when the Lakers made that trade. And it's not like uh fuck. God damn it, Zubac is gone. Like right. I didn't, I didn't like lose sleep over it. Mm-hmm. But it is like, wait a second, that's a nice asset. Like that we were gonna maybe include in the Anthony Davis trade. Mm-hmm. Maybe we keep him and fucking run with him because he's a solid player that we have developed. I don't know why we would let him go for fucking Moose. Well, Muscala, they want to stretch the floor because the guy can shoot. And what it comes down to is, I think we wanted to get rid of fucking Michael Beasley. Yeah. I think if there, if Luke Walton made one fucking move this <laughs> this it? trade deadline, you're we're getting rid of. Bees. It was it was okay. We're getting rid of Beasley. What do we have to do to get right. rid of Michael Beasley? And the Clippers said, "We'll take Beasley if you give us Zubac." Mm-hmm. And that's what ended up happening. And, and that's huge for us. And what I kept saying when I watched him play his first game, nose for the ball, dude. Like he's just everywhere the ball is, he's at. Um, he's a good player. So I'm he's stoked gonna, on he's him. He's going to be good. I think our future is looking really bright. Two more things I want to bring up. Did you see the fucking Bradley Beal travel? Did you of co- see? Of course. I mean, yeah. No, I I was, I, I'm was. i befuddled. I don't even know what to say. I, I, uh, I counted five, homie. Bro, I counted ESPN, five. ESPN did the seven. He, there was seven total steps. They marked them on the ground as they, they boop, 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 boop. I, I just, bro, every year we have a version of this that happens. At least once a year. Every year. Where... There's like a, a, a ridiculously flagrant travel. Blatant yeah. is the word. And then they just don't call it. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Wait. And then they somehow they justify these on the back Then the end. refs go to Twitter and justify it. And I just don't I don't understand, dude. Just take the L, refs. You fucking missed a horrible call. Yeah. Is it breaking anyone's back to be like, all right, you know, fuck it. We missed. I that That's our bad. That's just, just say that and I'll be happy with it. Or say nothing. And let the let the nonsense continue. Like, why do they have to say something? Uh, Joel Embiid yeah. had a quote last night. Right, the refs, on the refs fucking suck. Yeah, that's what he said. He did get fouled on that last call, um, but against I'm, the Celtics. You're against the about. Celtics. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to say this, dude. Joel Embiid's frustrated against uh, Boston. Al Horford plays Horford, this dude. Yeah, it's like his. You know how you just have those players. Well, Al Horford is a fucking great low post defender. He is. I mean, there's a reason that he's. Still in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was teammates with uh, Joe Joakim Noah, who mm-hmm. who went off the Richter scale. I don't even know. I mean, I know he's in Memphis, but it, Corey Brewer looks like a forty-five-year-old man, and you still got Al Horford out here, you know, with his chapstick on his on his lips. Yep. I mean, bro. I mean, I tell you what, he does. It's it, those those lips are not chapped at all. Um, and he's <laughs> he's d'ing up. He's d'ing up everybody that comes in the low post. That's what he does. That's how he makes his money. 
All-star picks. We have the dunk contest, Drew. Yeah. We have the three-point contest. We do. I want you – we're going to give our picks right now. Tell everybody uh, – So we'll start – yeah, we'll start with the three-point contest. So list, list the players is long. So I'll rattle, already, the, okay. I'll rattle these off pretty quickly. Okay. Devin Booker, mm-hmm. Seth and Steph, <laughs> Curry brothers. Right. Danny Green, mm-hmm. Joe Harris, Buddy Heald, Dame Lillard, Chris Middleton, Kemba Walker, Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Steph's gonna win it. Yeah. Okay. Charlotte. I'm pulling for Dirk. Pulling for Dirk. Pulling for Dirk because he might. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. Pulling for Dirk. Yeah. But I think Buddy Heald's gonna be right there at the end. So I'm going Joe Harris. Okay. And wow. the reason I'm going Joe Harris wow. is because his Steph's shot is is really really nice for for. You think? No, no, no. I'm just like the, you know you know how it goes. Like jump shooters have a have a tougher time with the three point contest as they go through the rounds because their legs start getting tired. Uh, because they continue to have to jump, so the shot, the set shot is is the better shot. Joe has a nice jump shot, but I think he'll settle it down. Uh, he's he's in a groove right now, okay. Mr. Mr. Joe Harris. Okay, so I'm going with the under the radar pick, Mr. Joe Harris taking the crown. Okay, I like that call. We're moving over to the dunk contest. Yes, um, full of stars, not really. Uh, Miles Bridges, I yeah, love him. John Collins, mm-hmm. Hamadou Diallo. Mm, don't know much about Thunder. Him. Okay. Uh, and Dennis Smith Jr. Okay, and um, Dennis Smith. You know, I'm. I, for, I just want to say one thing. Okay. Why? I mean, can, can we can we get some stars back in? Get the somebody in there. How is this? Ha- how did this transition happen? Like LeBron never did it, so now it's not cool to mm-hmm. be in the dunk contest. Like fuck all of you. Like right. if Zion isn't in the dunk contest next year for the next five years. Then the NBA needs to figure out a way to get these stars reengaged. I'll tell you this: Zion could be in the dunk contest right this weekend right and win now. and win right now. Right now, I'm taking Miles Bridges. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Miles is explosive yep. as fuck. Uh, big boys, John Collins. I, I, he's an unbelievable athlete. Yeah. The the bigger they are, the the less likely they are to win because it doesn't look as cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamadou Diallo. Is, I'm not familiar too bruh, familiar with him. He, is he, he's he, nice. He can jump. Hamadou? Hamadou. 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 Hamadou crazy shit out there. Um, (laughs) Hamadou some crazy shit. You know what? I think Dennis Smith Jr. has a chip on his shoulder. Uh, He's the smallest competitor here. He's going to have style, though. I think he's going to try. I mean, he he didn't win it last year, so I think he's got a little bit of that. So who you got? Dennis Smith Jr. Okay. Dennis Smith, I got Miles Bridges. Yeah. Cool. I'm with that. Uh, Last thing, though. What? Who? Which? Whose team? Which team is winning the, the Who game? Who fucking cares, dude? The which All-Star team's going to win is, the game? The All Star game is last so, year was like, fun though. The eh. new format, people got it was close. Like who? Do, LeBron, 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 LeBron or Giannis? Team LeBron. Team LeBron. I, yeah, I think Giannis. Giannis. Uh, team tampering LeBron. I don't think Giannis has GM in his future anytime soon. He <laughs> no. did. He was just like, oh, okay, center, 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 center. <laughs> okay, Giannis, pump. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know you want to play point guard, Giannis, but like, let's slow this down. So yeah, I think I'm LeBron. taking team tampering. The All Star Weekend is bigger this year than the rest of the Laker uh, Laker regular season because this is the the end. LeBron's is, LeBron's making his sales pitch. You can all do whatever weekend, you want this weekend. All LeBron. weekend long, baby. <laughs> how sales many pitch? How many dinners is the LeBron buying this week, bro. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if, is there is, is there a, whatever the nicest steakhouse in uh, in Charlotte is? All the waiters better be trying to get LeBron's table. Hey, we we had a question from our boy Stang, Stang and Hoops. Stang, one of our awesome listeners. Yeah, friend, personal friend, absolutely. So he he asked a question. He said, "Has an All Star ever been traded before the All Star game? And if so, who and when?" Because we we're talking about like. Uh, 
you know, if Anthony Davis got traded oh. before the All-Star game, like who and when, what is, I actually got this before I had to look it up. Well, you didn't give me any time to look it up. You no. put me on the spot no, I, that's why I'm going to see. If- so, so, so let's clarify the question. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about voted an All-Star or like was an All-Star mm-hmm. the, the season that he was traded? Is that the question? No, the, so he's. On the ballot to be an all star, or he is an all star. All star that season, but yes. traded before traded the before game. the game. I don't know if that's ever happened. I'm sure it has, based on your that that you found something. Let me think. Let me think about. I'll this. give you the years. Is there, is there one? Is it only one that you could find, or well, is there multiple? The, so since the C, since the new CBA has uh-huh. has been signed, that has not happened. Uh, the year that this happened, I mean, you could have gone back. There was like one in 1959, oh. but 2009. Oh. And we talked about him in the podcast tonight. Mello. Wrong. Iverson. Close. Yes. Iverson. Yes, for yeah. who? For who in 2009? So he was from Philly, so he would have been Denver. 2009, Allen Iverson was traded for Chauncey Billups. Oh, who was he traded for? Yeah. For sorry, Cha- sorry. Yeah. For Go Chauncey. Ahead. Okay. Allen was voted in as a starter. Chauncey was a reserve. So oh, staying- the, oh, they were both all-stars. Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. Whoa, that, I didn't know that. That's wild, right? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, it also happened, uh, so like Danny Manning and Dominique Wilkins. Danny Manning uh, going to Atlanta uh, and Dominique coming. That's another failed fucking project. Yeah, yes. another that was another terrible failed trade. one. We should have brought that up earlier. <laughs> so there's your answer, Stang and Hoops. Wow, that's a good question. A loaded, loaded question there, Stang. Yeah, keep asking the questions, Stang. though. We want the engagement at Clips and Drew. I am Clips at Clips555. Follow Drew at Drew the Right Thing. Yep. You know, like we say on every podcast, you keep sending the screenshots of you listening to the show. Rate, review, and subscribe. Just give us some reviews on the podcast. We're killing it right now, dude. Yeah. We are absolutely killing it. Uh, Drew, you got anything else? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for All-Star Weekend. Yeah, just enjoy All-Star Weekend, people. If you're in the San Clemente area... Stop by. You come come chick, chill with your boy. I'm going to have some people over. I got some ladies coming over. You oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Got some ladies coming over. Hey. Uh, but we're going to take you out with, uh, I'm going to take it back to 2002, Drew. Oh. One of Heavy my, starch. One of my favorite years. St. Lunatics. My boy Ali. Oh, shit. I got this. Wow. That's my jam. We're going to play this shit. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. And we're ghosts. Later.
Faded like it's Osama Bin Laden Walking the streets of Manhattan Give me them sheets that say patent And you biting these Tims and fat laces It won't happen I let you slide with a dirty backwards I backwards, rap herb And if I had more time I'll show you how to turn that half to a bird Need a new leader Hannibal Hector is off the meter And you non-believers You're all for that like Sneed of the Black Einstein Pull the bar, never a kind line Catch up like Heinz Jesse Owens a rhyme I'm realistic On the real list I'm listed Really, listen This list is for those that really listen Really listening for competition I'm seasoned Missing like it's the source of war. Shook night, go on the door. Big ink for the track. Rap, javelin, I heard hops. I write in hotels before shows, trailers. I got this. Two or three of them is so real. I got this. Wow. Wow.